My name is Jake McLean. And I'm Max Eisen. And you're listening to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. So, Max, um, every time I open the show up like that, uh, yeah. we introduce ourselves again. Yeah. Right before the title music plays, we introduce mm-hmm. ourselves. So, I don't know if you noticed, but I think I cut that from the beginning of the episode last time. You did. I did. Yeah, it was just, and I was just like, hey, we're here. I don't even know how it started, but I did listen. Yep. Um, One for like 20. Yeah. I'm biased because I listen to the, I listen to it back while I'm editing. Well, yeah. Cause you know, I'm not going to call her daddy of this situation. You are the editor. Uh, yeah. I, I won't uh, feel upset that you're editing. But you know, if we ever hit it big, I'll make sure that it's a. Like a it's, good, a 50, it's a good fifty-fifty. You know, I just yeah, sure, we'll go with that. Uh, I was gonna. It was that just reminded me of the office of uh, when the rest of the departments are upset at sales. Oh yeah, and they're like they're just good with the cookies, and Stanley's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is nice, because I was about to say seventy thirty. Oh yeah. Okay. But you know, 50, 50 sounds great. It, Cause I made out with an extra 20%. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd even say 60, 40. That seems a little bit more fair. Yeah. Cause you are the, the whole editor. I'd say 65, 35, but we don't have to. Yeah. We won't air that out here. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it after we finish. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did hear myself kind of go in all doom and gloom uh, last time, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of the last episode, which I think two things. One, necessary. Yeah. Uh, people who don't understand the seriousness of the uh, issue of systemic racism and uh, all of these uh, instances of police brutality, yeah. uh, you know, wake up, right? Right. Um, but two, um, there is, in the midst of all of the bad, um, the loss that people are experiencing in their communities, mm-hmm. there is still good that's happening in those same communities. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I just, uh, but the, the fight for uh, police reform and uh, for justice for the for the killings of uh, Brianna, I you know I think of her, um, you know because she's in the news a lot more now. That um, you know, uh, not to say that the stuff around or the media attention around George Floyd is dying down, but um, but it was kind Brianna's of Brianna's law was passed so that yeah I think right. yeah I, I know what you mean I think that. media attention seems to be focusing more on that yeah and so but you know uh people are uh in their communities 
uh, cleaning up and, um, you know, taking care of each other. Um, and it's just a shame that the media won't show you that. Yeah, I mean, and I know that I saw, like, another really big protest in Oakland happened recently in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then today, um, there was a really big protest in Brooklyn um, for black trans rights. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's the hard part with, and I, I my big thing that I've been thinking about recently is especially if there are people our age who are saying uh, the media isn't showing this or the news isn't showing this my question is what news are you looking at yeah but also are you watching the news like like the news channel Mm. what's the difference I just wonder how much folks are truly i'm not saying that they're not uh they're not showing it because they certainly aren't but i just wonder how much people are truly paying attention to the news yeah yeah i mean a lot of people um either don't watch the news at all like me right literally the way i get my news uh, is because of uh, listening to NPR podcasts or uh, watching kind of verified channels on um, like social on my social media timeline. Yeah. I don't have cable, uh, yeah. and um, you know that those are the ways in which I consume my news. I pick up the paper when I go in for my cup of coffee uh, at the Woodhall BP. Uh, you know that's it. Yeah, I mean I, I'm not disagreeing with you on the fact that people are not showing it in the news i'm just saying i'm curious the general demographic of our age how many of those folks are watching the news or even consuming news well i know people outside of our age uh demographic who are like oh i'm not gonna watch the news oh i stopped watching the news back in march because the coronavirus and that's maybe more maybe that's more my sentiment is is like how many of those folks are really watching the news yeah or they blame the media and they're not even watching it. Yeah. Who knows? Are you, are you frozen or are you just, no, I'm just, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll have to screen share this real quick. Um, I saw this come across my, yeah my timeline uh you know it's the image uh for people who are only seeing the audio because we never do video podcasts uh it says uh, yeah yet uh pandemics are real whether or not you uh, know someone who is sick racism is real even if you are not racist white privilege is real even if you don't feel it police brutality is real even if the cop you know is kind and just and your world isn't the world everything is not about you and, you know, I get like, you can't just turn it off because it makes you uncomfortable. Right. Like you got to be able to, to learn and to, and to be open to the fact. And I think we got to this a little bit last episode uh, is just, you know, you gotta, 
got to be open to an experience that is not yours. Uh, and I mean, it's not even a question of tolerance. It's just that like you, you can't invalidate other people's experiences just because they're not yours. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I thought about, like just having empathy in general towards what's going on because it was earlier this week when I, I had to go to campus uh, I think it was like on Thursday and man, I was like really angry and like my thought was like, man, I'm angry and I'm feeling frustrated. So like that can't even compare to what black folks are feeling right now. Mm -hmm. But it was because, um, you know, there are people that I follow on Facebook or friends with on Facebook, follow on Instagram and just the conspiracy theories that are coming out of oh my god like Crazy. Derek Chavon isn't the same person like look at this side by side someone was saying that George Floyd was an actor um you know posts about like there's this somewhere in I think it was South Carolina people were like faking a George Floyd like stance like two people together and it's just like i think that's like just the lack of empathy but also you mentioned like their mindset of i mean we talk about it in our like one-on-one class with freshmen like a fixed versus a growth mindset Mm -hmm. like people right now are fixed when it comes to racism because it's not like they don't want to learn like some folks do not want to learn i don't want to make that sound like a generalization but like there are people that don't want to try and empathize they don't want to learn they just want to say well it's not that bad yeah yeah there's versus people that are going to put in the work try and learn and try and help out the community or just help help out the black community or finding ways to support from home yeah and really i mean a lot of this stemmed from me I I listened to um, the New Day podcast, which is a podcast um, by members of the New Day who are a wrestling faction, Uh, Kofi Kingston, Big E, and Xavier Woods, three black men, and Kofi Kingston uh, recently won the WWE championship. And like, they talk about their lived experiences in their podcast and like, just like hearing the anger like their level of hurt like it just cut deep and like it like it was just really um eye-opening and just like very grateful that they were so transparent and authentic of like their lived experiences because it was something that was just like yeah, just like really cut deep and just to hear what they were experiencing at like nine years old, like wild. Um, so I think it's a really, it's like an hour and 30 minutes, but I learned so much from it. Um, and it was a really, really good podcast. Yeah. I had something for you about that. There was a video from a... Uh, a man in the military uh, who, you know, different, all these different leaders are coming out and, 
you know, sharing more about their uh, lived experience. And um, I just hope that people aren't putting those folks on the spot to do that. Cause then I think about the emotional labor involved. Um, I mean, even if you're going to do it yourself voluntarily, you know, I'm thinking, um, you know, a lot of different things, but. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think for, well, I think that gets into like asking questions of your friends or family in the black community, like, especially if you're white, like not just going to those folks, like Google it, like you can find out that information yourself. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think they put it out and really, I mean, they really just, just things that I didn't even think about or consider yeah. You know, I'm I'm thinking too about you know what um what can we do to um like from an organization perspective, how can we bring about the kind of change that we need? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um Last up, I told you a, a little bit more about the committee stuff that I'm working on. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the committee structure is good because it's um, it's got two uh, vice presidents on it mm-hmm. and then other people who have uh, kind of key relationships across the entire organization. One of the things that, you know, I just, you know, brought up the thing about emotional labor but what about, um, you know, another problem that committees like, like this have, or, you know, task forces, um, you know, you don't want to tokenize anybody on the group and you don't want to have a single identity focus or even an identity focus. You know what I mean? Uh, for doing, um, the work, if everybody's supposed to do it together. Right. Yeah. But then the other question about it, is where's the balance between with representation and power um, is what sticks out in my head. And I don't know, that might not be right uh, for me to think about. Right. But I'm, um, I wouldn't want to have one side where it's, um, you know, we're trying to meet a quota for how many identities we can have represented on, you know, a task force or a committee Mm -hmm. or something. But then the other side of um, um, what power, what power do we have? What power do we have to make things happen? What power do we have to make change? And um, who possesses it? If the system we're trying to change, uh, that's where the power's coming from. Um, and the people who are most passionate about changing it are the ones who are living in it, not benefiting from it. Yeah. You know? Um, the power differential there is something that I'm trying to wrap my mind around and I just, I'm I'm not getting there. Yeah. It's like a dotted line. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it like a triangle, like the people that need the help the most, maybe a triangle is not a a good diagram or a good idea, but I don't know. It just, to me, it seems like a dotted line of like the power is at the top. The folks that need it the most are at, the quote unquote, maybe not bottom, but like organization structure wise, like, yeah, you know, we have 
whoever's at the top, everyone below, and then we're serving our students, like the powers, like how do you connect the two? Yeah. And, you know, um, I think about what, you know, uh, C-suite level executives in an organization, not just in higher ed, but anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the questions that you got to ask yourself, right, before you're setting out to do this kind of work, have this sort of committee, have this sort of task force, whatever, is um, what uh, what change are we trying to make? Uh, what are we willing to sacrifice to make sure that that change comes to fruition? Um, and then for the folks who have positional power in the organization, um, what is their readiness, their willingness to remove obstacles that stand in the way? Yeah. And I think especially with policy change, if they're not willing to bend or realign how things are structured, then it just is like a never ending circle. Yeah. Yeah. So those are all the questions that I've got kind of rolling around in my brain. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of makes me think of like what happened with Starbucks this week. Yeah. Because there was a, why don't you, why don't you introduce it? The the whole thing, give us the, give us the backstory. Well, from what I know um, is that Starbucks came out and said that they would not allow their employees to to wear or show support for Black Lives Matter. And then there was a pretty big backlash. And then they then reversed the decision. And so folks could then wear like regalia buttons or, or I, I even went to a Starbucks before all of this happened. Uh, and it was interesting because they had a pride flag in chalk and they had hashtag blm and then i saw everything that came out and i was like huh like that what that's just the value gap there what do you mean like from what they said in their statement initially well yeah because like i walked in and it was like you know my barista she was wearing uh like a, a black lives matter like button and then like the next day or the day after that, like the statement came out and then it was just like, Oh, we made an error. Like let's switch. And it's like, they already announced this. I think this past week that they were closing down 400 stores. So I'm really curious to see if it truly, like if this will affect it too, or like if there'll be any, lasting change craziness because then you know i was like well duncan's got two dollar iced coffee so (laughs) and got a lot of local places to support during this time so right for real um i'm scrolling for the the other thing i was going to try to bring up but for whatever reason i had it pulled up and then i clicked on something then now I can't find it again. Yeah, I just, um, you know, I think about Starbucks. I think about some of the stuff we talked about last episode. 
Um, I think I've told you before, I don't have cable, so um, I don't really watch the news, but you know who's been killing the game? Who's that? Uh, our late night uh, like talk show hosts, like Trevor Noah. Mm. Um, uh, well, Trevor Noah and John Oliver are the only two I watch. Did you see the piece that John Oliver put out? No, I didn't. About the police, uh, I think it was now two weeks ago. Um, you'll have to, um, I'll send you the link to watch it. Uh, and listeners, if you haven't listened to it yet, um, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, it's up on YouTube if you don't have HBO Max. Uh, this isn't an ad for HBO Max, uh, but um, yeah, Haley and I watch John Oliver every once in a while and uh, not only is he hilarious, but he perfectly captures everything that's going on around the conversations regarding police reform and uh, things like that. What are you doing? I thought I muted myself, but I guess I didn't. Uh, my next door neighbors were doing something loud because, you know, that's just their thing to do something loud. Is that the uh, same one who's forging at like two in the morning? Yeah. And, you know, this past weekend, uh, you know, Alyssa and I went to sleep and it was 12 o'clock midnight and they just started revving their motorcycles. Before, before you say that again, um, let's hit a, an ad break, even though ad rolls might not be rolling. Um, okay. And then we'll come back. Okay. So you were saying about your Alyssa and you? Yeah. So we, you know, may have had a few cocktails, you know, just enjoying this trip or just trying to enjoy this. Uh, Well, not really even. Regardless, we were enjoying some cocktails. Okay. Okay. Uh, And, you know, we went to sleep, woke up around midnight and we just hear this loud revving noise. Uh, and it's our next door neighbor who is just revving his motorcycles at midnight and woke us up. And then we just like went right back to bed. Don't you guys have like noise ordinances? Eh, I mean, I don't know. I think um, in case for some reason I need like a chest plate or something like that. Oh, yeah. I need to have the forge person on my side. Yeah, yeah. Also has like six motorcycles. So if I need one in case there's like a quick pursuit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I'm uh, currently trying to get us a sponsorship. For who? What? For the the pod. Who are you trying to get us sponsored by? Liquid Death. Have you ever heard of it? No. Liquid Death is 100% mountain water. Indefinitely recyclable linoleum cans. Murder your thirst. Death to plastic. Liquiddeath.com. You know what? That is so needed. I would love to just be sipping on some liquid death. Um, I'm sitting on some death, but it came out of my tap. 
And, you know, uh, five cents from every can sold is donated to help clean up plastic garbage from oceans. If you want to get your first case of liquid death, you can go to liquiddeath.com. Promo code LLL. It won't work yet. (laughs) But man, wouldn't that be dope if it did? Yeah. I think we got to, we got to beef up our stats of, Liquid Death is going to come out and be a, a sponsor. Well, I'm just saying, you know, if we have big time to remind you to leave a uh, a rating and a, and we a go. review of the podcast on whatever amp you're listening on. Um, well, speaking of some tomfoolery, did you watch the Sony uh, release, like live stream of like the upcoming games? Oh, uh, no. PlayStation 5. Oh. I did hear, though, that the PlayStation 5 is uh, going to be like $765. Yeah, my favorite thing is that everyone's saying it looks like, um, well, there were two really great memes. One was uh, Gordon Ramsay with the bread on the ears of that, like, chef. And I was like, what are you? And it's like, a PS5. Yeah. Uh, the other one person's like, hey, can you pass me my uh, wireless router? Because uh-huh. it kind of does look like a wireless router. It really does. But did you see the uh, the announcement of Miles Morales? No. It's pretty good. Yeah? Uh, just... Is then they're going to be like, he's going to take over being the lead in the new Spider-Man sequel? So it's not a sequel. It's his own game? Hell yes. Yeah, so they said it was like, they, they you know, I'm not a big uh, expert on Uncharted, but they said it wasn't going to be a sequel, that it was just going to be a standalone game. That's awesome. But it looks dope. Yeah, now I'm now I'm seeing it a little bit. Oh, yeah. All of the memes are uh, hysterical. Yeah, I was at David's uh, and we were watching it and uh, the first thing popped up and I was like, holy cow. It's like, I might have to get a uh, PS5. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's good thing I didn't read the rest of that. That's not appropriate. But man, I saw it and he was like, yeah, you know, I've never seen Into the Spider-Verse. I was like, how? Uh, He's like, you know, I'm just kind of a purist and I'm really like Peter Parker. I was like, well, you're wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, uh, that versus the Xbox Five, it's just these these consoles are just getting too, too expensive. Yeah. Speaking of console gaming, so uh, I got uh, the Nintendo Switch. Of uh-huh. course, um, I feel like I let down uh, the child, um, the child Jake McLean of my past, mm-hmm. because I was like, you know what? Um, in the early days of Animal Crossing: New Horizons coming out, there was just so much hype. So I got to check it out and see if it's worth it. I'm not going to tell you that I spent the last uh, 18 days straight playing that. 
Um, Would you love it? But I'd be lying if I didn't. Well, you uh, may also be a bit shocked to hear that I've started playing a new game. What? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a historic moment on the Triple L podcast. Yeah, you know, I'm a big Destiny guy. And, you know, Destiny actually did just release a bunch of new content. And they're going to be making, like, a new... They have a new season coming out in September. I did see that. Yeah. So Uh, what's this new game that you've been playing? Apex Legends. Really? Yeah. You're just trying to get uh, geared up so that you can... uh, um, start your stream in business, are you? Well, you know, I also almost just, I mean, I'm thinking about getting a PC. Yeah. Um, because there's a way with the Xbox console companion that you can turn on your Xbox and play from your laptop. Oh. Uh, with Microsoft 10. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so if I'm looking at it correctly, like I can play my Xbox from here. That's pretty dope, though. Yeah. So tell me about Apex Legends. Do you like it? I really enjoy it because it is something that is so different than... It's like, it kind of reminds me of playing Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Because, um, to an extent, because it's not like you can, you know, when we play zombies, you can max out and like put an ACOG scope or whatever on it. And then each game is different. It's like kind of, it's, have you ever played? No. So it's kind of like a battle royale where you like drop in. It, it's kind of like Fortnite, but I feel like I enjoy it way better than watching anyone play Fortnite. Yeah, that makes sense. Because just the whole idea of like building in Fortnite, just I don't like that. It just seems like like just too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean you get you drop in and you get new armor and different guns every single time. That sounds pretty cool though. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, what else have we been playing? Oh, uh, I spent like hours and hours playing Mario Party. Mm-hmm. Um, we finally became Mario Party superstars because we oh, wow. finished all of the things necessary to get all of the gems, which is the point of the game. Mm-hmm. So, um, Origami King's coming out soon. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, I almost had a thought earlier. I think it was like last week that I was just sitting there. And I was like, I could be sitting here playing the Switch right now. I mean, dude, Nintendo Online is only $20 a year. So, a year? A year. Wow. I just, Breath of the Wild, Animal Crossing. See my King. my dilemma is is that I can only get PlayStation or Xbox games relatively cheap, um, but even uh, like they don't sell many used copies of Switch games, no. so I have to buy everything new. And if you buy it on the 
eShop, it's that much more expensive. So, really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I think just you, I don't want to pay sixty dollars per game, you know. Well, how much is on the eShop? So, like basically uh the same thing, like fifty five. You're gonna have to start making a list for that good holiday season. Yeah, or Black Friday. Well, my birthday's coming up. Uh, That's right. July 30th. Yep. So. Um, Put that on your birthday list. Which um, I can maybe say on the podcast, if not, I'll have to edit it out later, um, is when Haley and I are going to close on our house. Whoa. On your birthday? Yeah, on or before, yeah. That's awesome. So I'll be 28 and a whole homeowner. Wow. So. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a pretty big announcement you just made about owning a house. I know. We're going to have to have a virtual tour, vlog style. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. This is Jake McLean, uh, co-host of the Life Leadership and Laughs podcast. Welcome to my crib. Come on in. Let's check out the let's check out the refrigerator. It's fully stocked with liquid death. I haven't gotten a response. We reference liquid death. I don't know, but by now we have at least warranted some kind of reply from them. Let's see if they've at least seen it. Did you message them? I did. How many followers would be needed for a sponsorship? Just curious. I'm just gonna throw a little just curious. Um just because you know why not why um, not that's what i think really elevates the lll podcast next is just some free uh sponsorships yeah and when they see in comparison our 25 followers to their 94.6 thousand i think they're going to be on board <laughs> uh, because why wouldn't they help help some brothers out yeah that or Stitcher, we get featured on Stitcher. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, back to this house thing. That's right. Haley and I went to um, Haley and I went to Menards and Lowe's uh, on Friday to pick out paint colors, and uh, we want to redo. Like priority numero uno is to paint uh, every room. Uh, to uh, redo the kitchen floor and redo the kitchen countertops and get a new sink. So, uh, laminate. Well, so laminate's in there right now. Okay. And, or maybe it's linoleum. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but we found these nice vinyl planks that we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, we found uh, granite uh, countertops. Whoa. And uh, Haley seemed to like the paint colors that I suggested. So it's going to be exciting. It is. And I will say uh, as a tenant of a house right now that, uh, you know, home improvement never goes the way you expect it. Oh yeah, and I uh, fully intend on paying somebody to put in the counter and smart man, just do it. Yeah, because I, as much as I want to learn, uh, yeah, 
you know, be handy in the home. Uh-huh. I don't want to uh, fuck up my first house. So. I mean, bless, bless Alyssa's dad because he'll come down and he'll be like, yeah, sorry, we didn't do enough this weekend. I was like, Kent, you literally did more than I could do in probably like a year. Right. But, but I mean, he tries to explain electric, like electrical work to me. And I just go, yeah. And it goes right over my head. Yeah. So, and, you know, Alyssa and I have talked before that if we have kids, and they want to do like electrical or the trades, go for it because you make coin. Honestly, though. And we, you know, even though we both are in higher ed, like, seriously, do it because <laughs> you can make so much money in the trades. Oh, yeah. There's, they're uh, high demand. They are. And it's a shame that they get such a. Uh... Yeah. It's, a, it's unfortunate that they're looked at so negatively in America because. You can make so much money and a really good living. Amen. Yeah. All of like my dad, my uncles, they, the McLean men were blessed with knowledge of the trades. Uh, it's not easy, but no. you make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so my uncles have really great houses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't seen them, but I'm sure that they are. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I brought up Menards and Lowe's, uh, not to flex on my soon-to-be home ownership, but to uh, talk about what we saw when we pulled into the Lowe's parking lot. So, so was it the contractor pickup? No. Okay, because that was a really good joke that I had. But go on, sorry, I've I've interrupted you now like three times. That's all right. I'll uh, just I'll just mute myself. Don't mute yourself because then who's going to hear you laugh? Uh, so, um, so we're sitting in Menard or we're sitting in the Lowe's parking lot after getting McDonald's for supper. Cause you know, everything's still closed. So you just go pick something up and oh yeah, we're sitting there like we're in a movie theater because we're mowing down and uh, watching what is soon to be a show. So we see this man. Uh, and if any uh, police are listening uh, to the podcast, uh, he's a Galesburg man. Uh, uh, Caucasian uh, between uh, 150 and 175 uh, pounds uh, last seen wearing a black hat a black sweatshirt black athletic shorts and some black tennis shoes Uh, walks out of the store carrying a DeWalt drill still in its box over his shoulder it's like walking past at like a um, at a quick rate he looks behind him looks back, keeps walking, looks behind him, looks back. He's starting to walk a little faster now. He walks back past Haley and I, and we're not parked near any cars. And so I joke to Haley, I'm like, what if that, what if that dude's stealing that drill? Uh, and then all of a sudden, he makes eye contact with me as I'm like mid, like, put fries in my mouth. Yeah. And then he just takes off running for the street. Uh, and he gets to the You street. saw a whole theft. He's waving on traffic. Uh, he crosses the street, and all of a sudden, the truck that's parked next to us, to the left, takes off like a bat out of hell after the guy. Chases him down. The dude throws the drill and keeps running. Oh, man. The guy in the truck that drove out there picks up the drill, brings it back to the store, gives it back to the low staff. We're like, he went after him completely vigilante style. Jeez. It was insane. So 
that's a long, that's a that's a bold strategy honestly but i uh Haley and i were walking around the store trying to figure out where he took it from and um like in what uh way was he close to a door to be able to get away with it but the drills were on an end cap right in front of the checkout registers uh-huh. or but i see i feel like uh you know not that i'm in the business of trying to steal anything soon however i feel like it would be very easy with self checkouts nowadays to bring a fake receipt so i feel like with a new self out check you know like the ch- oh, self checkout yeah. yeah i feel like you could bring in a receipt grab a box and then just walk out and be like oh i've got the receipt like oh that was just weird well some people are doing receipt checks oh that's a good plan and then if you have scanners uh or like you know whatchamacallit the, there yeah like the like the beepers to make sure that you're not seeing anything yeah you'd almost have to uh bury it in a week and a half's worth of groceries and like just have a cart overflowing with stuff so that when the beepers go off they're like oh let me check your receipt and then no one's gonna go through your bags they're just gonna well, check. why would they have groceries at a Lowe's? i don't know i mean <laughs> i like the idea but what I'm seeing, what I'm saying is steal from Walmart, you know, because that's what you should. That's there you go. You just load up your. That's a bit, but then how do you transfer that cart into your car? <laughs> well, hit the double and hit, open up the trunk and just just throw it in there. Get what you can and close it and run. Yeah, I mean, basically, I don't think we're going to be starring an Italian job anytime soon, but no, or any of the oceans. Uh, move 11. Yeah, I think they're on like 15 now, right? They've got to be same with the Fast and Furious. Yeah, well, do you think we captured everything for this episode? I don't know what we captured, but we captured something. Yeah, we uh did have uh, we went off the rails a few times. We did, but we captured some life, we captured some some leadership. Yeah, we talked about like some organizational structure. Yeah, we had some laughs, a few of them. Yeah. We got some big announcements coming. Oh yeah. Real soon. Real soon. Uh but our live show. Mm-hmm. Um I'm thinking I'm thinking this Thursday. The eighteenth. Yeah. Okay. Thursday evening. Potentially, yeah. Okay. Maybe even Oh, I just had an, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Friday. Or, I'm not, sorry, Thursday. Jeez. Okay. Got a lot of thoughts going around in my head for this live show. You know, lots of announcements, a few guests, a few laughs. Well, hopefully more than a few. I hope there's a lot. I might crack open a cocktail. There we go. Leadership, life, leadership, and laughs live on the rocks. Ooh. Not bad. All right, listeners, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Be sure to uh, stay in the know about our live show coming up. Uh, Will we be sponsored by Liquid Death by the time we record next? Who knows? You can only hope. 
I'm going to just send out as many companies as possible to see if we can get some kind of sponsorship or, you know, I just really want to, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. And don't forget to help us get to that stage by leaving a review or a rating on whatever app you're using for podcast listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.